welcome to the cycle, folks. I'm excited. I have decided that through the course of the year, I'm going to bring your attention to some of the most important grassroots work that's getting done to help us save our democracy. Grassroots activists, they toil in darkness, okay? Nobody ever, <laughs> no one ever gives them the love that they need and deserve because at the end of the day, that's the elbow grease that's been saving democracy the last few cycles. Our grassroots are the probably the most important resource that we have given that we don't have 20 billionaires on our side, okay? We have people. And you know, to to uh, do what I can do to get other folks to become aware of how important the grassroots is and the terrific work that they're doing. So today we're going to start off by highlighting a really great project from a group called the Freedom Writers Collaborative, and I have on a member of the Freedom Writers Collaborative to talk about their effort and the digital advocacy space. And her name is Yvonne Brandon. Yvonne, welcome to the show. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you for the invitation. And we appreciate oh, you highlighting our work. My pleasure. It's always great to be able to talk to the grassroots. And I do a lot of my work pro bono. I, I have obviously have to make some money, but, <laughs> but I do as much as I can to with pro bono groups to help them improve. Because at the end of the day, it's that frontline messenger that's going to carry the message and, and, and do it effectively. So tell us about what Freedom's Ri Freedom Writers Collaborative is. Let's just start there. Okay. Well, we are a uh, multi-state, indivisible uh, organization, um, a chapter, if you will, and we um, we create research-validated social media toolkits to try to drive awareness for progressive causes uh, and candidates, and our messaging is intended to highlight the need to preserve uh, democracy through vote voter activation. Um, we currently have about 30, well, no, we've added some toolkits. We're probably up to about 45 toolkits now that are in circulation, and each one contains between 10 and 30 uh, customizable um, ready-made memes, uh, with new ones being published almost every day. Um, our content is hosted a number of places, obviously on uh, Twitter or X, as we call it now. Um, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, uh, uh, sorry, TikTok, uh, and YouTube. Uh, we started not only producing memes, but we've started producing uh, rich media content as well. So um, we're a multi, as I said, we're a multi-state uh, group consisting of people in Washington state and in uh, California. And uh, how we came together, we, we haven't always been Freedom Writers Collaborative. Yeah, so uh, I was going to ask you, Yvonne, I was going to say, tell me, like, I I think there's a, a well-understood kind of joke in MAGA world. I see it all the time on things mm -hmm. like Cat Turds thread, right? Oh, oh, the left can't meme. The left can't meme. So I hope <laughs> your origin story is a little bit focused on that. <laughs> yes. Well, yes, it, 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 it is indeed. We have, uh, I'll tell you about our graphic artist in just a couple of minutes. He's amazing. But uh, when we started, um, in 2021, we were put together, uh, we, we were under the same indivisible um, uh, regional coordinator. And on one of our meetings, we had gotten together and we, we were so just incensed about the weak sentences that uh, Merrick Garland's Justice Department was handing out 
to the insurrectionists. So um, our regional coordinator set us up to talk together and uh, we kind of just formed an informal organization on how to approach it. And this graphic artist, uh, one, his name is James Heckman. He's in California. He's a, an incredibly talented professional graphic artist and certainly one of the most creative minds I've ever met. Um, and he also he's also doing, he's a volunteer. He's, he does this professionally, but he volunteers for us. And oh, and a fun fact uh, about James, before we became a team, he uh, worked with the indivisible groups in, um, in California to come up with, you remember the Mitch McConnell, Moscow Mitch billboard? Yeah. Okay, that's his creation. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> and he also did um, billboards for the, I, I believe for the Warnock Ossoff uh, campaign as well. Uh, or it may have been before Ossoff Warnock. But anyway, yeah, he's he's done quite a bit. So um, around Halloween of 2021, we started uh, working together on content and um to, to show our discontent for what the Attorney General was doing. Initially, we called ourselves the Insurrectionist uh, Accountability Project. And our byline was, these rioters are not mere protesters. They must be held accountable. So we had memes showing, it, it was comical in a way, but we had memes showing the Attorney General handing out light sentences in a, in a Halloween bowl, uh, <laughs> Thanksgiving, we digressed a bit and we had to uh, impose Donald Trump's face on the back end of a turkey. Uh, for Christmas, we focused uh, back on Mer Merrick Garland. We made him the Grinch. And we kept going into 2021 that way. But in late 2021, I shared um, our insurrectionist accountability deliverables with uh, gen a gentleman I think you know named Jeffrey Levine. He's a dear friend of mine and former colleague. We work together at IBM, and he's a political junkie like me. So uh, Jeff liked the work we were doing, so he joined us and brought his social media scheduling tools and technology to, to our efforts, his 600,000 Twitter followers, um, and his marketing brilliance, because he is definitely a marketing strategist, and also his relationship with Dimcast. Uh, he brought that to our project, which gave us the ability to uh, reach politically aware and motivated social media influencers uh, on a wider scale. So we continued into the new year, and while we did still maintain uh, some focus on Garland and the and the insurrectionists, um, we began creating content to focus on the 2022 House and Senate uh, races by using memes that extol the virtues of each of the Democratic candidates while exposing the flaws in each one of their uh, Republican challengers. And then we would take that state's candidates and post the content on their social media sites so that they could propagate uh, the, the materials. And then of course, working with Demcast was amazing because they closely tracked uh, the candidate viability across the country and um, the probability of the districts that were winnable for Democrats. So that helped us a lot. Um, James, uh, at the time, created about 128 candidate memes, while Jamie Robinson, who's a, uh, a professional in the music industry, uh, she and I write the copy for the post. 
and Jeffrey arranged for Demcast to host our toolkits on, on their automatic scheduling tool. So uh, we, we had quite a, he, he, he brought quite a bit of uh, organization and management to our small team. There are only four of us, <laughs> just so you know. Right. Not a big team. <laughs> right. Well, that I mean, that's why I kind of wanted you to go through it because there's so many people I think that feel like they're not, they want to do more, right? Mm -hmm. And like, you know, that's what happened to you, right? You're sitting there and you're like, I need to do something. And then you talk, you talk to a friend and so on. But then it becomes, you know, you 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 attract the right eye or an eye of someone that can help you take it to the next level, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And you know, here's the thing too, like. I think the value, I, so you might, some, a listener might be listening. Okay, well, whoop-de-hoo, you know, you got these memes are on social media only, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, right? Mm -hmm. I, I would tell them, think about when we look at polling on the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, okay? And you see, like, everyone has kind of the same opinion until you get to that lowest age bracket, which is the social media generation, okay? Mm -hmm. And they have a different opinion. And the reason, guys, is because that's the only place that they ever see information. So if we don't deliver them these memes, and the old other side is, or, you know, foreign actors or whatever, we're missing out on that opportunity. And, and there is no difference. And we're going to, I talk about this in the write-up for this episode, there's no difference between a, a meme or a GIF um, and a direct mail piece that you might print out and send to a voter's house. They're designed to do the same thing, take a message to the voter. And in fact, where direct mail is extraordinarily expensive and can't be customized very well, right? I mean, you can do a micro-target for women or whatever in your voter file, but it's impossible to really customize. It, digital direct mailers, what I call memes, digital direct mailers, can be, they can be as customized as you want. You can have one meme with you know one topic that has five different versions of things so some people aren't comfortable with calling them fascists they can call them dictators right <laughs> or whatever right and it allows for um um you know with the direct mail campaign you got to drop thirty forty thousand dollars in to do that okay with you if you spend forty thousand dollars promoting digital content you're going to be getting some eyeballs some serious eyeballs out of that so the digital space has been i think but not overlooked by Democrats. I think Democrats have, have have caught on to the digital space since 2016 when Trump used it so effectively with Facebook. I think that, you know, ever since then, we've been upping our game. But we still have a lot of work to do because in that digital space, when you look at the big accounts on right-wing networks, they have millions of followers. And we tend not to have millions of followers. So we're much um, less, you know, we, in other words, this content relies a much more on the average Twitter user with 300 followers than it does on people like myself, okay? And that's why it's so important for us to talk about it today. So tell me, um, I think that I'm going to try to host or put a, a link for most of these toolkits on, but let's talk about your most recent toolkit and what it's on and, and, and what you're doing with it. Oh, okay. Well, the most recent one is uh, the case against Donald Trump. Great. And uh, it, I don't know if you've gotten it yet, but no, no, I'm sorry. It's coming out next week. Okay. What, what Great. Give us a preview of the case against Donald Trump. I love it. Yes. 
Well, um, James put together the memes uh, uh, to highlight the things that Donald Trump has done uh, that are odious, and just about everything he's done is odious. And then um, I or Jane, Janie, uh, we research the background of that and then come up with the 280 characters that need that uh, you know we can put into into Twitter or X. Um, and it's everything from from what he did, but you know, caging children, uh, the border wall that he you know kept saying Mexico was going to pay for the um, just the, the horrible every everything he did was horrible. And it, it's we're, we're trying to bring attention to the fact that he cannot be reelected because we will lose our democracy. He will never leave office if he if we uh, uh, reelect him somehow in America. And Project 2025, which I'm sure you're familiar with, um, I used a lot of text out of that. Oh, that makes me so happy because I ordered the Heritage Manual. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you the origins of, of Project 2025. To hear you mention it and not know that it connects to me right off the bat, because I'm guessing you didn't, right? Because you're, oh, you're sure you've heard of that, right? So what I I was sitting there thinking one day, I was like, ma'am, this heritage manual transition guide comes out and I wonder if they are like willing to actually write this shit down, right? Mm -hmm. So I went online and actually I didn't find the PDF. I couldn't find a PDF version. So I ordered a free because it's like a thousand pages yes, book I and will, still I heritage will. has all, yeah all heritage has so much fucking money i mean here's the thing yeah. oh it's horrible here it is guys this is what oh. project 2025 oh looks like in its in its raw form okay uh -huh. and so they sent it to me for free because obviously i don't cross reference their senders and this book is, you know is not cheap to produce and send for free so that's how much money they have yeah. And I open it up and I start reading the introduction. Sure yeah. as shit. It's yeah. right there, right? We're going to yeah. take control of civil service. Mm -hmm. We're going to mm -hmm. put in a bunch of political appointments over top of them. Right. And then we're going to politicize the entire bureaucracy mm -hmm. because they're wrong and we're right. And they maybe have more too many people for us to control unless we change the way that government functions. Right. Mm -hmm. And they basically call for weaponizing the government against its people. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. so I did a, a post about it on Twitter. I was like, mm -hmm. if you see this, you need to go out and start talking about 2025, Project 2025 needs to be as commonly known as the words CRT. And the mm -hmm. only way that that can happen is if we're talking about it. So to me, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to place value on every tool toolkit, but that to hear you guys are devoting one of these toolkits to Project 2025 fills me with joy because the only way, guys, that we will ever make that happen, that we will that we will make average swing voters hear the words Project 2025, is if the grassroots ecosystem makes a lot of noise about it first. That's right. how they seed up their stuff, and that's how we have to seed our stuff, and that forces mainstream media to take it seriously. So I am so happy to hear that it's percolating out enough to get activists and groups like, like the Freedom Writers Collaborative. So that's that's great. I'll definitely link that. Good. We actually have a toolkit for 20, uh, Project 2025. 
I will definitely. So today I promoted something from uh, Library of Democracy. That's a video that goes Ooh. through some of the stuff. And so here's 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 the other reason I wanted to have this conversation with you guys, right? Is that we've got the content now, folks. What we need is distribution, okay? And we yeah. struggle on distribution. That was my takeaway from trying to build a super pack with no Rolodex. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like, okay, great. I built this thing and I have this idea and I know how to talk to the voters in a way that's going to help us win. But if I can't pay to put it in front of eyeballs, it's useless, right? Absolutely. And so like trying to get people people to consolidate a little say no 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 we've got the content you're not seeing the content mm-hmm. that's a problem right because there's, there's a lot of people who still think there's been no change in messaging because they don't see it and they're not in a swing state or whatever and they're not seeing mm-hmm. it on their gra- on their um social media right mm-hmm. that's yeah. on us that's on me and you and the people listening to the show and the people who follow me on twitter we have to be much more aggressive about using our platforms to put out what i call digital direct mailers gifs and memes mm-hmm. out to get into the eyes of the population and i think Mm -hmm. when you hear it explained that way especially Mm -hmm. for people who who are looking at devote um sending some money to the distribution problem Mm -hmm. think about how much money you save on a digital direct mailer than you do on you know these actual direct mailers that that people take they get it it comes in the mail they look at it like this and then that's it. If it, you know, like think of how you look at a roofing circular, right? When you get it, you're like, oh, roofing, I don't need that. That's mm-hmm. how normal people are about politics. We're not normal people, <laughs> right? So like normal people are like, I don't, it could be a blockbuster ad for all they give a shit, right? So you have one second to convey the message and Republicans get that. They, they message in the glances, you know, Republic, this Democrat's terrible because he's with the squad or he's with Obama or whatever, right? And yeah. we like to send these big wordy things and we agonize, oh my God, should it, what if we can't, oh, what, we didn't mention this, oh, and no one reads it, right? Like, so this to me, like, it's such a great project. And I'm just kind of wondering, have you heard feedback from the universe out there, the people who are finding these toolkits useful and then using them? Well, yes, we have uh, currently over uh, 18,000 followers, and uh, we're picking up uh, about 1,000 followers every month. That's great. So it's uh, it's really, it's it's taken off. And we did, um, you know, when we did our part to squash the Republicans' hope for the red wave, uh, we rebranded ourselves. That's when we became Freedom Writers Collaborative. We created a standardized template that's recognizable, same look and feel. Um, and we began working on those issues toolkits, you know, just to keep the idea of protecting democracy alive until the next election. Um, but and and we're trying to tell people how Democrats are getting things done in spite of a razor thin majority they had in both the House houses of Congress. Um, so we put together this email, and we we send out this email twice a week with a, a call to action please share our social media toolkit. But it always has either uh, a video embedded in it, uh, but always a a summary of why this toolkit is important. So we send it like clockwork, two a week. 
It's a lot of work. <laughs> oh, and, and you know what, though, girl? Let me make you feel better because <laughs> it came to me, right? I mean, I've been following your various emails, <laughs> but the, you know, the most recent one came to me, and I, you know, I just can't get over how well done your toolkit is. It is amazing in terms of its form and function, guys. So if you haven't seen the Freedom Writers Toolkits, Go back to the blog post, look at some of these, use, try using them because they, they, what, it's not just a, a picture that you hit save and you, it, it, it will let you customize it. It embeds it right into whichever social you want to head into. The form and function is amazing. And it really does put the user in a position where they only have to focus on distribution. They don't have to worry about what to say, how to say it, you know, blah, blah, blah. You can go in, you get this content, it's ready to go. It's going to take you right where it needs to go. And it takes all that responsibility out of what do I say and how do I say it, right? And it really allows right. the people who are going to make or break our democracy this, this next fall. I mean, you guys are the people that are, it's going to come down to every right. time you share one of these memes or, or tell your friends and even better share the toolkit and talk about how you're using it to change minds in your own networks, right? Yeah. Every time you do that, uh, 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 Rachel gets her wings, okay? <laughs> like it's, <laughs> you know, as I'm sitting here thinking, like, okay, distribution, distribution, distribution. Why are, why are we not centralizing and using the best resource we have? The passionate people who are terrified mm -hmm. about losing their democracy, who don't have a 10,000 followers or a hundred thousand, they've got 600, but they matter. Those 600 matter. And each and every one of us is an influencer, you're an influencer, even if you don't want to be. I don't want to be an influencer, but I am one, right? <laughs> but you guys are. If you have 200 or 100 or 30 people that you're talking to, you are influencing them in your activities. And these toolkits are a great way to influence them into radical action to save us in the fall of November 24. So I'm so great that you could come on, Yvonne. I'm so excited to highlight your organization Thank you and to so let you guys know you. what you're doing matters. I know I do a lot of my toil in the dark too, and it can be hard, but it matters. And I'm really grateful that you guys are doing it. Thank you so much. And uh, your audience can go to www.freedomwriterscollaborative.org uh, to sign up for our newsletter and uh, to witness the toolkits. Yeah, and exactly that. And I'll make sure that when we, when I post this blog, that that link is clear, that I, you know, point people to signing up for the listserv so they can see these toolkits as they come in. And, uh, you know, again, I'm just so grateful that you guys would take some time, tell us about what you're doing and, and that you're doing this hard work. And I know you're doing it uncompensated because everybody is on the left pretty much, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so thank you very much for what you're doing for democracy, Yvonne. Thank you team. for what you're doing for democracy as well. We, <laughs> we can do it together, guys. We can yes, do it together. Can. Stronger together, someone said once. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Yvonne. Thank you, Rachel. <laughs>